One of the best ways to keep up with church life is through the City Life app. The City Life app enables you to listen to messages from Sunday, explore the Bible while listening to messages, stay up to date with church life through our Connect section, and much more. Download the City Life app in the App Store or Google Play Store today. Welcome to the City Life Podcast. We're all about making Jesus known. We pray these messages will help equip you to become a follower of Jesus, who is empowered to influence and shape culture. Enjoy the message. So thankful that you're here this morning, but above all, God, we're glad that you're here. We're glad that you're here. Your ability to save us, your ability to accept us, to love us, to forgive us, to clean us, your ability to allow Jordan to not drop his guitar in this service. God, you are good. You are good. You are good. You are good. I love you. I'm going to pick on you, but I love you. I'm so glad that you're here. You, you walked in to purpose this morning. You walked in to, to strength, to mercy, to love, to grace, to all of, the, all of the above things that are available to you. You walked into something this morning. I mean, it's my privilege. Don't sit yet. Don't, I, know you, I didn't forget to, to, to seat you. Don't worry. But a couple of weeks ago, I was preaching here in the city, and I drove by the church. I was, driving, I was at the red light right here at Texas. And when I looked over at the church, uh, God gave me the entire message this morning at the red light, and I wrote it down on my phone. And you walked into something this morning that you don't understand. And that's okay. We're going to find out together. You walked into to such a love, not general. Jesus didn't generally die on the cross. He specifically died. He didn't shed his blood in, in, in general. He, bled, he shed his blood in specific. And you walked into purpose that you don't even understand yet. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are, how inexperienced you are. I don't care how much money you make, what part of the city you live in. If you have a house, maybe you're a homeless person who lives outside. That's okay. God loves us all the same. And you walked into something this morning that you're going to begin to understand today. And my prayer and my belief for you that Pastor Tim and Rebecca share is that God would give you his very best today, that he would showcase his very best to you today. And we're so grateful that you're here. But above all, I'm grateful that he's here. So as you say hi to the person next to you, you can go ahead and take your seats and be seated. Thank you, band, so much. Love you guys. Love your hair. I just like smelling you. I, I've got the urge. You know, I've got the urge. You know, so it, it's such a privilege uh, to, to be here to, to, to share this time with you guys this morning. I'm joined by my lovely wife today, Shirley. Babe, if you want to wave like the Queen of England to everyone, that'd be great. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Queen of England broke her wrist, you know, so um, it's, it's such a privilege to be able to be here today. Um, Pastor Tim texted me yesterday and he told me, hey, you know, you do whatever, do whatever you need to do. And I told him, I go, Pastor Tim, I respect you. I'm going to, I'm going to behave tomorrow. He goes, you don't have to behave. You don't have to do that. And I was like, uh, great, we're going to murder someone. Um, and so it's, it's, a, it's a privilege to be able to be here. Um, I love, I, I love when I have the opportunity to be able to share God's word because it's the only thing that we plan our lives in. It's the, it's the only thing that is, that is constantly available for us. It's the only thing that we trust. The, the, the flowers fall, the, the grass withers, but the word of God stands forever. It stands forever and ever and ever. If your marriage is in trouble, it's this, it's this, it's this, it's this. If you're in trouble personally, it's this. If you're going through certain situations and circumstances, it's this. If you feel like you're falling behind, it's this. If you feel like your life isn't compared, doesn't compare to the standards of the people that are in your life, it's this. If you feel like you have been alienated from your own family, family, from your friends, if you feel like you don't have anyone or anything, you have this. You have this. And more importantly, this has you. This has you. This has you. 
I love what Preston said is it's not based on your performance. It's based on Jesus' performance. And, and, and we're not saved uh, because of our performance. We're saved in spite of our performance. And I love that. I love that. I love that. So as we get in the word this morning, if you're going to title this anything, or if you're going to text your mother who doesn't, know the, who doesn't know Jesus, you can just text her the whole message. That'd be great. Um, if you're going to title it anything, let's call it tough love. Let's call it tough love. Oh, they made that in the back in point two seconds. That's great. You guys are good back there. Um, tough love, tough love, tough love. Uh, we're going to walk through some verses and then we'll go uh, talk a little bit more as, as we break this down. But we're going to set a the theological foundation this morning, and then we'll have a topical message that just builds the framework in which we can hang all of God's truths on for all to see in a very practical uh, way for us to be able to take home today. First John 4, 6, in the middle of the verse, it says this, God is love. 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 It talks about it in a couple of different type parts of the New Testament, but it all comes down to just this basic, uh, this basic message is God is love. It's not our, it's not our opinion of it. It's not how we're driven by it to define it. It's not how our experiences have played out in life of what happened to us or what we did to someone else. And, and the, and the, and the summation of all of those things that we've been through has led to our belief of what love really is. It doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter what you haven't been through. God is love. We're not here for a debate. We're here for God to be able to set a foundation of his love for us. That before you chose me, I chose you before the foundations of the world. God is love. And that love that he has for you isn't just this phileo love of just friendship or what have you. It is this absolute love that before you were born, he knew you formed you in your mother's womb in spite of everything that you would do in spite of errors and mistakes he decided to love you knowing that you weren't going to love him at one point and that's the powerful part of it that's the good news of the gospel i can just go home right now that's good but but god is love and so how does that mix in with today's message of tough love i'm glad you asked hebrews chapter 12 verse 6 it says because the lord disciplines the one he loves. That word one in Hebrew is going to come out to mean who or what. I laugh because I'm not allowed to tell you why I'm laughing because my wife told you I couldn't tell you. Um, but that word in Hebrew for, the, for one means who or what, which means God loves you for who you are, but he also loves you for who he created you to be. So he accepts you as is and loves you so much that he create can be. And in, in, in that relationship with God, in that back and forth conversation with God called life, you are acceptable to him no matter who you are, what you've done, where you come from. You are acceptable to God, but as you go back to God and you present others to God, you'll become something else entirely that you never knew you could become. We were talking before the service and you're pregnant with your second baby and you're like, God, well, I want this baby to come out now and like teleport out instead of me having to deliver, you know, and, and we, we go, we go through these different things. However, through the process and through the pain, through the love and the toughness of that love and its processes is actually where we become the men and women of God that he designed for us to become. The last verse I'm going to share with you before we continue is Matthew chapter five, verses 17 through 20. Jesus replied, blessed are you. Before we even start, I'm, I'm gonna, let, me, let me set this up. Jesus is talking to a disciple. Uh, that disciple, 21 chapters later, is going to betray Jesus. 
So Jesus at the, uh, towards the beginning is talking to a specific disciple that is representative of all of them, including you and I, but he's talking to him because his name is Peter, but his name in Hebrew also means Cephas, which means rock. And in the verse, it, his name means rock. And then God talks about a rock. I'm not going to get into all of that, but I'm setting it up because of this. God blessed are you, even though Peter's going to create a mess 21 chapters later. So Peter's going to create a mess that Jesus is going to bless him anyway, which proves this, that even in our mess, God can bless. Very simple. Even in our mess, God can bless. Now we like that because we just messed up yesterday or this morning or right now while you're listening to this. And it's easy to say, yes, bless me because I love it because it's the introductory part of the gospel that you're accepted. This message isn't about acceptance, even though it's built and predicated on the fact that you are accepted. So I don't need to talk about it further. You're accepted by Jesus just as is. That's fine. But Jesus has a life for you that even when God's love towards you post accepting Christ, that is where the toughness of his love comes into play. You see, the tenderness of his love is at the beginning. The toughness of his love comes later. When you first get married, you got your wedding dress on. I don't know what bride walks like this, but that's what first came to me. Is at the beginning, whenever you get married, it's tender, 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 tender. Looks so pretty, looks so pretty. Oh my gosh, is that your hair? Yes, I bought it. It's mine. It's like, it's, it, it's the tenderness of love. People want to dance with you. You know, all, all this different kind of stuff. You go on your honeymoon, everything is tender. But as soon as the honeymoon's over, you still got to pay bills. You still got to go to work. You still have the responsibility of life. And their tough things come after, which means this. Tender love that makes it through tough love is love that is worth committing to. It's love that cannot be torn apart. You see, whenever you begin to first, when you first buy jeans and they're nice and everything else, but then they begin to get worn in, that's really where they're the most comfortable. That's really where they look the best. When you buy vans and they're brand new, anybody can buy, buy brand new vans. But when you mess them up, that's whenever they begin to have some character to it. That's whenever they begin to look good. That's what happens to our love whenever we're married, in our relationship with our family, in our relationship with our parents, in our relationship with our siblings. There's some of you in here, you may have not talked to your siblings for years. That's a problem. It's a problem. Why? Because in the tough love of God, you are accepted as is. But in, the, in, but, but in the tough love of God, it's, hey, what's going on between you and your brother? What's going on between you and your sister? What's going on between you and your mom and dad? Well, you don't understand. My dad sexually abused me for 20 years when I was growing up. He doesn't deserve my forgiveness, but you don't, accept, you don't deserve the forgiveness of Christ, yet he gave it to you anyway. You see, tough love forgives. In the tough love of God is where the mercy is. Why? Because that's where you need mercy. Tough love is where the miracles are. The, tender of, the tenderness of his love is salvation. The tough part of his love is the power that you need to be able to survive in this life after you receive Christ. As we get into tough love, as we get into this, Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. And here's the, 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 the moniker for the post part is yes, God can bless your mess, but above everything is God messes with you above everyone else. God blesses those he messes with. You see, that's the advanced part. The introductory part is God can bless the mess. Salvation can come to you no matter where you are. The advanced part is that God messes only with those that he blesses. 
We'll get to that in here in a minute. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock, that's where he comes in, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, hell, will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Now, this was in chapter 5, verse 21. He betrays them, comes back into his good graces, and all these things are good. So a couple, couple of short years later, Peter is now the pillar of the church to start out for the first two or three, two to three decades. And then Paul takes over for two to three decades. And then John, the beloved, takes over uh, after that in his 90s. You have all of these things of the early history of the church that is predicated not just on the tender love of God. The tender love of God is Jesus being born in a manger. The tough love of God is him living a perfect and sinless life and it was all case in points tempted as we are yet was found blameless and without sin and shed his blood and showed his love even in this of dying on the cross. It's the tough love of God that allows us to be entered into eternity with him. So I'm grateful for his tender love. I'm grateful for his tender mercies. I'm grateful for his ability to accept you as is but I'm equally and maybe even more excited about his ability to be able to tough love you into being the man and woman of God he designed you to be. That he designed you to be, he designed you to be. Um, we're gonna go, as we go into this, that what was really coming off to me, I was thinking about this for a few weeks and I'm like, God, okay, tough love. All these verses make sense. Where do we go from here? Like, what's the, what's the, What's the encouraging part of this? What can, we, what can we lay a framework for to be able to live our lives? Well, how can we hang up these truths, not just to understand in our mind and not just to understand in our heart? How do we go to work with this tomorrow? How do we, how do, how do we go to ha- have lunch after this together in our families? How do we really hang this up? And this is really what I felt in my heart is there are three options that tough love leaves you with. And there, it came off exactly like that. Three options that tough love leaves you with. Here's why. Because when God's love is done with you, which he's never done with you, but you know what I mean, this human, in hu- human nature speaking. When God's done with you in a specific situation or scenario, you feel, <laughs> you almost feel worse after God deals with you than before he dealt with you. And it's because while he's dealing with you, you're having to deal with your identity of, why did you just hit me? Why did you spank me? God disciplines those he loves. God messes with those he blesses. Here's why. Whenever God is, is, is messing with us, when God is toughening us up, he creates parts of us that now have traction to actually hold his love. If everything is just smooth and easy and we never go through anything and everything's always perfect and we're always walking away, I don't know, for some reason I think of like having like a ballet thing on and like we're dancing around and we're going through life without going through any tough thing. How can we possibly minister or love or give love to someone else who's going through so much when we've gone through nothing? How can we understand the sacrifice that was given to us if we don't understand that it was actually a sacrifice? He had to die. He had to give his life so that we could live. And Jesus did it joyfully. You know what scripture says? That for the joy set before him, Christ endured the cross. You know what allowed Jesus to get on the cross? Was his love for his father. You know what allowed him to stay on the cross? Theologically, you, me. Simple. 
So there's this traction that God wants to build in us through his tough love that allows the lessons of life, the, 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 the faithfulness in the midst of, of times where you don't want to be faithful to him. And it allows these things to hang on you because there's actually marks on you to hold up those things, to hold up his love, to uphold your faithfulness towards your spouse, to uphold the life that he asked you to live. And I don't know about you, but this church has been called to shape Fort Worth. This church has been called to shape the community, to shape the culture, not with your culture of what you want to do or what you want to see, but of what he wants to do through you. And that's going to come through the tough part of his love, not just the tender part of his love. I'm grateful for the tender parts. Because you know what? When we, ha- when we work with someone and they're going through a hard time, they need that tender love. Whenever you have your kids and they're doing something wrong, which is like every other second, you know, as long as you're listening, they're doing something wrong. You ever notice that you're the most scared whenever your kid's quiet? Like you'd rather them be rambunctious because as soon as they're quiet, you're like, who died? Like they ran out of the house. You're like, you know, like some, some, <laughs> all these things go through your head. Sometimes my wife and I are sitting there watching TV in the living room and she goes, <gasps> and I'm like, I, I almost die every single time. And she goes, go check on Olivia. I run over there and she's like picking her nose, touching her butt and watching Mickey. And I'm like, I almost died because your mother couldn't hear you, you know. And so there's, there's, there's the, I love the tender part. But if we'll be honest in our life, even with how we've gotten to where we are now, it was the tough part that got us here. It was the tender part that sent the invitation. It was the tough part that kept us. I don't know about you, but I can't think of one married person I know who hasn't gone through some tough times. But it's those tough times that make life worth sticking out together. Three options tough love leaves you with. The first option is get over it. The first option that's left over, that's easily accessible, that's quickly accessible is to get over it. Get over it, get over it, get over it, get over it. There are some things that in life that God just allows you to get over. If you made some mistakes in the past, and you used to do this, do this, that, and the other, and God has forgiven you, Jesus has come in, he's come into your heart, he's, he's cleaned you out, and all of that is a f- brand new start, guess what? When you walk away, you just have to make a decision, I'm gonna have to get over it. I'm gonna have to get over it, not in my own strength, I'm gonna have to get over it in worship. I'm gonna have to get over it in his word. I'm gonna have to get over it to, to, to make, because I made a decision, I'm not gonna go back to where I came from, I'm gonna go to what he destined for me to do. Proverbs says that a dog returns back to its vomit. The reason why, and that, that it, it puts it in there as a metaphor for you and I that we have the possibility of the temptation to return to that which we came from. But the reason why a dog returns back to its vomit and eats it again is because a dog doesn't understand that it's vomit. So the tender and mercy love of God invites us in. The tough love keeps us there. And it's only whenever things get tough and we stay in it and don't quit that we begin to understand, ooh, that stuff is vomit. That stuff that came out of me that used to be there, I never want it ever again. So even though I'm not happy with what's happening right now in my life, what's happening right now in my marriage, what's happening right now at work, I decide to be faithful today yet again because I will never again return to where I was. And because I never desire to return to where I was, I'm going to be the woman he's called me to be. I'm going to be, I don't have sexual identity. I'm just saying it for all the ladies out there. I'm going to be the man that he asked for me to be. And today I'm going to be better than I was yesterday. People may not give me credit for being better than I was yesterday, but between God and I, I know what he's doing in my life and that he's really at work. I can make it through today. My mom doesn't think I can make it. I can make it. 
I'm not sure if my spouse always believes I can make it, but I'm going to showcase the love of God in all case and points through every single thing I go through because he first proved that for me. He proved his love for me in this, that while I was still in sin, Christ died. So guess what? If Jesus is in me, then I'm going to prove my love for God, not because he asks or demands it of me, but because tough, toughness gives me an invitation. Tenderness of God invites you to eternity with him. Toughness of God invites you to this life to live for him. Tender love of God invites you to eternity. The tough love of God invites you to, to live for him in this life. And there's only a, three options that it leaves us with in that tough love. And the first one is to get over it. The book of Philemon, it's only 25 verses long. Paul is writing a letter to Philemon, and he names a couple of other guys that are there, primarily Philemon. And there's a man who used to serve God with them named Onesimus. Onesimus left in betrayal. He left on really bad terms. He comes to Paul. Paul ends up discipling him, mentoring him. And Onesimus becomes this man of respect. But you guys all know, when you go back to where you used to come from, you have a reputation. There's a reputation of who you used to be. Your family, you know, for those of you who come to Jesus, and all of a sudden you talk to your family and no one knows Jesus, they're like, man, whatever, I know, I know who you are. I know what you've done for years. I, we, all, we, all know, we were all there. You remember October? No, don't bring up October. You remember October? Don't bring up October. You remember October. And your family brings up all these things of who you used to be because they have no idea who you are now. And that's what's going on here, that Paul writes the letter and says, hey, guys, it's me. It's Paul. Remember I introduced you to Jesus? Remember I, I mentored you? I discipled you? Well, guess what? In the same way that I rose you up, I rose Onesimus up. And I know that he wasn't profitable to you for a time, but now he's profitable not just to you. He's also profitable to me. And look how much you look up to me. So whenever you accept him, I not only want you to accept him as a servant, I want you to accept him as a brother. And not only that, whatever he owes you guys, put it on my account. I'll pay it. I'll pay it. Something I didn't tell the first service that I really kind of felt impressed to be able to, to, to relay in this service is you have to understand something very practical with no technology they, he didn't send him a fox, you know, like it wasn't like a fox who like sent a message. You had to send a messenger, you had to send a person. From a theological standpoint, there is no greater, uh, there is no greater, not just outcome, there is nothing more logical than Onesimus is, might very well be carrying this letter himself. The very person that the letter is about, that very person more than likely is the very one delivering the physical letter himself. So when they see him, and even if he's not the one delivering it, at the very least, he has to be there because Paul says in the letter, I'm sending him back to you. So even if it's not him with the physical letter, he's there present. At the very least, there's judgment coming from a far way off that he has to enter into. So there's a humility in his part. As he enters into a situation that he has to own up, that he has to get over it. Onesimus has to get over some things to put the other people in a situation where they can get over it. Can I tell you something? If you can't get over some things with your family, your kids aren't going to be able to get over some things with you. But the moment that we live a life where we've gotten over the things that we need to get over, every relationship we have will be healthy from our part going to the other person. 
So the relationship we have with friends, with spouse, with children, with parents, with siblings, whoever it is that's in your life, the power of God, yes, it's available for you for personal salvation, but it doesn't mean that you're going to radiate Jesus without living in tough love. Tender love is for you. Tough love is for those around you. As Jordan grows as being a man of God, as being the dad that you need to be, the more that you grow up in the tough love of God, you're going to be able to raise your two boys in the tough love of God. You think all that love is just going to be like, I love you, Ryder. 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 What about whenever he breaks what he's not supposed to break at grandma's house? What about whenever he's hitting his little brother in the face? What are all these things that are going to happen? There are going to be so many situations whenever he's being a little sissy in baseball and doesn't want to swing and you're going to get really mad at him that he's not swinging. It's like you were in high school. You, get, you got mad at everybody in your team for everything they did wrong. How do you not know that it was those tough lessons that you learned that's going to allow you to be a more graceful dad? It was a tough love. It was a tough lessons. The second option that tough love leaves us with is you got to go over it. Some things you have to get over. Some other things you're going to have to go over. Moses crosses, uh, he leads the Hebrew, the Hebrew people out of, out of slavery, and he gets to a big body of water, the Red Sea, so he has to go out himself and go with the staff, physical staff, wood, piece of wood, and he has to go and put it in the water, and the whole thing separates. All the people cross over safely, the army's following him, our army's there, get swallowed up by the water, and even today, a lot of those, those uh, soldiers with their armor are calcified fragments at the bottom of the Red Sea, even to this day. And so it's pretty cool the way all those things come out. Uh, R.I.P. all those guys who died um, as part of God's purpose but um, you have Moses who could do some things himself but when he gets to the next body of water where the promised land is right there it's visible he can see it they send out spies to come back with good report the other ones are scared the ones who are scared with the majority they say these people are too, are too big for us we're like grasshoppers in their eyes they're giants we can't do this so, every, so Moses buys in to what the ten said now Moses himself may, knows that God called them, and Moses himself may have been able to believe, but the people didn't leave on their own. They left in the allowance of Moses. Moses allowed them to leave. At the very least, he's still culpable. At the very least, even him being a man of God, he's still culpable. So now you have Moses who, in, in, the, in the season where they're traveling for 40 years, does something that does not allow him to enter into the promised land. He never should have been in that season in the first place. Why? Because see, there's plenty of things he got over. He got over having to stutter. He got over having to travel. He got over ha- uh, committing murder of, 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 a, of an Egyptian soldier. He got over a whole bunch of things, but there was something at the very least, the Jordan River, that he couldn't go over. So even when you serve God, it doesn't mean, of course, Moses is in heaven. Revelation talks about, talks about Moses, all the amazing things he did. And Revelation talks about, I'm not going to get into it. I don't want it, to, it's kind of weird. But Moses is still a part of God's plan of what's going to happen in the future. They never found his body. So there's some cool things that God does with Moses. And Moses, I, 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 without Moses, we wouldn't be here. I'm so appreciative of his life. But there was some, he could, there's everything he could get over, but not everything he could go over. And I have no intention of making the same mistake. But we all have to make that decision for ourselves. So he, the, he could get over and he could go over one body of water by himself, but what required more, he wasn't able to do. And I tell you something very simple. What got you here isn't going to be able to sustain you for what's coming up next. You're going to have to get over and go over again and again and again. When you got over one hurdle, great. Well, on a hurdle race, there's another one in front of you. And the finish line is you dying or Jesus come back. Apparently, neither of those two things have happened yet, which means you're going to have to jump again today. You're going to have to hurdle again today. You're going to have to get over it again today. 
You're going to have to go over it again today. So you ever notice that one day you can be having a good day, someone, you, there's just something going on between you and a friend, and you're just not doing good that day? Or, and then the next day it comes in, you're like, okay, I'm going to do better. I'm going to text them, befriend them. I'm going to give them an opportunity. And then that friend fails you yet again. And you're like, forget you. Like, this just isn't worth it. This is like more, this is the most drama I have in my, in my life is you. You're the most drama in my entire life. Some of you are like, that's my husband. <laughs> and so in the middle of all these things that you're going through, just because you got over it one day doesn't mean you're going to get over it the second day. Can you get over it today? Remember a dog returns back to its own vomit? You don't think that you're not going to be tempted to bring back your, your past mistakes, your past errors? Can you get over and worship today to allow Jesus to take it once and for all and never deal with it again? Can you go over to be the person who you were to go over to the person that he's asked you to be today to take one step of faith? Devin was taking up the offering. Perhaps you've never given the offering ever in your entire life before. Did you, can you at least give something? That way you can just step into who God is asking you to be. Well, yeah, well, I'm not sure about the tithe. I'm not sure what the church does with the finances. I'm not sure about all this. I didn't ask you about that. I didn't ask you how you thought about it. I told you what the word of God says, and I'm asking you to respond to what he is asking you to be. I don't get anything out of you giving, but are you at least stepping in the direction of going over to be the next se- in the next season and the next person that God has asked you to be? Well, I thought I was accepted as is. You are accepted as is, but are you at least accepting the tough love of who he is in your life? Because God disciplines those he loves. Well, I don't think God disciplines me. Well, then that means that God doesn't love you. Well, then that, that means scripture is a lie, which means God does love you, which means God does desire to discipline you, which means what? Are you putting yourself in a situation for God to deal with all the crap that's going on in your life? Well, that's why I don't come to church. Well, that's why I don't do this. Well, that's why I don't do that. Well, that's why you are not following the path of God and what he has. And I know what I'm saying isn't very popular, but don't worry. I'm fired. I don't work here. And I don't live here. (laughs) So I'm able to be as honest as I want to be because your pastor told me I could misbehave. So I'm sorry, I'm not going to be, you know, as, as clean or, or cultured or, or politically correct. I'm not trying, politics isn't going to take you to heaven. Purpose, Jesus is. It's the only thing that matters. And can I tell you something? I care enough about you that I want, your married, I want you to be married to the same person you're married to now for the rest of your life. Yeah, well, I'm single. Well, I want you to get somebody and I want you to marry them and I want you to be married to them forever. How about that? Cash me outside. How about that? <laughs> the first option is you got to get over it. The second option is you got to go over it. The third and last option, which is the hardest, is you have to grow over it. You have to grow over it. As the band comes, you, I, 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 I want to talk about something preliminary and then go into something a little more profound and then we're going to end with the scripture and then we're going to be done. When you first come to Jesus, there are things you have to grow into. Okay, so am I allowed, so I can't murder anymore, right? Okay, I'm not going to murder anyone anymore. Okay, so can I do crack? You know, like, uh, and, and you're, you're finding out your limitations. Like, okay, I can't kill anyone. Can I kick them? Like, is that okay? Like, you're, you're finding out, like, okay, so if I listen to K104, I'm going to hell, yes or no? Uh, okay, so I'm only allowed one tattoo per decade? Like, you know, if I serve, can I get more tattoos? You know, like, if you're figuring out, like, what are my, what are my boundaries? What, I'm trying to grow, but you're doing everything based off of questions which come from fear. So I'm still fearful, and I know he forgave me, but I just, I'm not really sure if he fully forgave me. That's why I give my life to Jesus every Sunday. I'm not really sure, but scripture says that perfect love casts out all fear. So the more you grow in the love and the acceptance of God, the more you begin to walk forward into, God, you got this. You got this. 
I got you, you got this. You got me, you got my issues that come with me. You got me, you got my relationship with my mother. You got me, you got my issues with my fidelity to my spouse. Lord, if you have me, then I'm going to have you. And if I have you, I'm going to put everything on the line. I'm going to be vulnerable before you. And all I want is all of who you are. And if all I want is you, then everything I'm going to get is every good and perfect gift that only comes from above. I get Jesus, I get your presence, I get your spirit, I get your strength, I get your mercy, I get your grace, and I not only get it for me personally in your tender love, I get it in a tough part of your love, which means I get an exponential enough to share. And the reason why I I say preliminary and then a little bit going into more profound, is some things you're gonna have to grow over, you're going to have to grow over it. At the very beginning, you're trying to grow over things that you see. As you grow in your relationship with Christ, you're going to have to grow over some things that you don't. And scripture says that faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. It also says that faith, it can't be seen. Faith is, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not Seen. Scripture also says without faith, it's impossible to please God, which means God is never pleased with things that you see. He's only pleased with things that you don't. Yet God himself sees all things. So he sees the process that you're going through between the battle and the warring between visible things and invisible things. And at the beginning, he's pleased with you growing over visible things because you're trying yeah, that's all he expects from you. You don't have to be do X amount of things for him to be pleased with you. That's not performance. We're not, we don't please God based on our performance. We're, God's pleased with us based on Jesus's performance. But out of our love for him, we accidentally prove our love for him. We accidentally prove our love for him. And when you get to a position and you may be there now, that time might be coming soon. You may have been through this season over and over again. I want to encourage you, do it again. There are some things you're going to have to grow over that you can't see. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be in the ministry. You're going to serve for years. You don't know what's next. You don't know what's happening in the season to come. You don't know what's going on with finances. You don't know what's going on with the house. Your, your wife won't stop getting pregnant. You don't know all, the, all these things are happening over and over and over again. But God has graduated you from growing over things that you could see to now being challenged to grow over things that you can't. And you realize, I appreciate your tender love, but man, I am attracted to your tough love. When you get to know the tough love of God, you begin to realize his crazy, nasty, violent love he has towards you. Think about a cross. How, you know how many germs that was? I know it sounds stupid, but you know how many germs there was at that time? And Jesus being nailed to a cross? If he wasn't going to die from bleeding out, he was going to die from infection. And he goes through all of the nasty for all of the beautiful. He goes through all of the rejection. Scripture says that when Jesus is on the cross, God's back is turned towards Jesus because of the sin that was on him, not in him, but on him. He bore our shame. He was wearing it. So God can't even look at it. So even Jesus himself felt the rejection of his father. Not that he himself was rejected. The sin that was over him was rejected. So Jesus went through rejection with the father because he went through rejection for us in a physical and metaphysical way. 
That is what I mean by nasty, violent, wonderful love. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're in this place and you would say, Pastor Norm, I do not know Jesus Christ. I don't know Jesus. And I'm really, I'm barely even finding out he, he knows me. I do not know Jesus, but I'm barely finding out he knows me. I'm barely finding out that, man, this guy really loves me. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're in this place and you would say, I've never received Jesus to be my Lord, to be over everything in my life. But man, after everything this morning, I just, I, I, I want to. I want to give my life to him. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand right where you're at. With every head bowed, every eye closed, you can put your hand up and put your hand down. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your honesty. I'm gonna ask everyone in this place just to put your hand over your heart real quick. Repeat a simple prayer with me. Say, Lord, I've made mistakes, but I believe that you never have. I believe that Jesus lived for me. He died for me. And he came back from the dead for me. I accept this life. In this life and in the eternal one to come. It's in your name that I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from City Life Church. You can keep in touch with what is coming this season through social media and our City Life app. And Sunday, our favorite day of the week is on its way. We hope to see you at City Life.